Hello, this is part two of the Uneducated Rugby Podcast's Scotland versus Wales preview. Uh, as mentioned on the previous episode, we were going to do a top five Wales versus Scotland games, and that's what features here. We'll also briefly touch on a current combined Wales-Scotland team, and also you'll hear some strange and peculiar predictions, particularly coming from the Scottish lads, going for a possible Grand Slam, maybe. Uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, if you want us to discuss anything or even want to come on the podcast, drop us a message on Twitter, Instagram or TikTok and uh, we'll go from there. Hope you enjoy listening and thanks very much. Back arse is unreal on the Scottish fan forums. Like, I put up something, I can't even remember how long ago it was. I, don't, I avoid it now and there's just people going... But Scotland have never been good, and this and that, and Vern was a much better coach than Gregor Pounds, and I'm like, no, he wasn't. We didn't win anything under Vern. We played nice rugby, but Vern was also in charge when we got whacked. 70 odd points by Jonathan Joseph and Cole and Twickenham. I think the big question, the big problem you have <coughs> with Vern Cotter is the, and, and I think it's more the fact of unfinished business. Mm. Um, I think, I think Tooney. Tooney, uh, you know, uh, play, you know, pushed the SRU's arm and said, "You're going to have to employ me, or you'd lose me." And yeah. I think, I think that's been the biggest problem. I think it's un, un, you know, untapped potential of Vernon I think Vernon never got a chance to finish what he started, and so I think that's why people are always very much, uh, oh, Tooney this and Tooney that. And I remember, you know, on. The podcast I'm now on. Um, I was only a listener at that time, but they had the 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 the, the Toonie clock, um, which was the you know the like the to, the Toons Day clock, which was you know if he, is he going to do anything more that he gets himself fired, and he was getting close to that. And and, and I think the problem you have is that Townsend was just too raw. He needed to have a spend some time in France or at a big club. And realised that it's more than just throwing the the ball around, um, and and I think I think he was just too raw at that point in time. Mm. I think he's, I think the you know um, everything he does now is teaching him, and and I think he's coming through it. But also he's got the players now. You know, there's a lot of players now that are going off to different clubs rather than the two Scottish clubs, and they're getting the ability to that you know, especially at key players. At key times, you know, like like the Finn Russells, like the Chris Harrises, who are coming through and showing something that we can actually do and and not be and not be ashamed of or not be worried about. And um, so I think he's, you know, I think he's the best coach that we've had apart from Geach. That's. Um, I think my issue is, and I, I had this conversation with someone the other day, but it was more about the England setup. But when they, the way they said it. It was so perfect. Like Carwin just said, Vern put the blocks in place. He got all like some of the fresher faces in the door, which yes, he did. But when I mentioned that to someone I, I spoke to the other day, he was like, "Yeah, but that's like Stuart Lancaster who got Farrell, Ford, X, Y, and Z all cut, and you're not telling me that Lancaster's a better coach than Eddie Jones." And it's true. And oh, I, would just, I would disagree with that. I think Lancaster is a better coach I, than Eddie I, Jones. I think Lancaster's had a rough deal. I think Lancaster... Yeah. You, you look no, at what Lancaster's you, done you at Leinster. I mean. like, Eddie Jones did 
I mean, what's he done? He was at the World Cup final in 2003 with Australia. He's made Japan... He made Japan relevant. Let's be honest. He made Japan relevant. He made... He made his first few years with England look ridiculously easy, like the back-to-back Six Nations. They were on par to equal or even beat New Zealand's like year record of wins. It was he made it look, but he, he got found out by Scotland. But <laughs> but you know what I mean, like yes, like Lancaster, like yes, they're in the places that like the blocks of movement. But Gregor's the one that's got like. We're undefeated against Australia under Townsend. Yeah, does that say doesn't that say more about Australia than no, anything else though? We've got three Calcutta Cups under Townsend. We had zero under Vern. That's our first that's our first win in England. I don't and think you can God I, knows how long. Do you know what I mean? It's all all these accomplishments are under Townsend, they're not under Cotter. And I know Cotter put in place for that to happen, but give Townsend a bit of credit where it's due and stop calling him stupid. Like the comments on my video the other day, Carwin, we could fill Craig in on that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you some other time because I, 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 <laughs> I gave up on giving serious responses. I decided to be extremely sarcastic. At one stage, I said, Yeah, completely agree. Stuart Hogg is the worst fullback to ever play for Scotland. So we've done our Scotland 15 uh, for the Six Nations. Let's talk about Wales versus Scotland. I was looking through these and there are either these great games with a real quite high scoring, quite a few tries, free-flowing rugby, or really turgid affairs that just result in kicking versus kicking. You mentioned one earlier, Craig, where it was Patterson versus Halfpenny pretty much the whole game. Um, it did it did turn into that a little bit around sort of mid-2010s, is that fair to say? Yeah, and, and don't, uh, don't you ever, ever say that Scotland... Um... Uh, are boring because 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 they kick a lot because these people Greg Laidlaw and Chris Patterson s- allowed us to win many games because of their kicking. Craig, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Wales I'm a Wales fan during the Warren Gatland era. <laughs> like that's I know true, I know true. about winning games through penalties. Um, oh man, we we I, I remember I only honestly remember I started switching rugby off because it got to that point a Scotland game all we'd do is. Beat, it would either beat a team by kicking or that's all we'd done. We'd score no tries. I remember we went through up six nations and I think we scored yeah. one or two tries. I think there was, there was actually a tail of the tape and it was against Wales and it was our Scotland going to score a try. Mm. And we did it. And it was Greg Laidlaw of all people to score it. Ironically enough, it was Greg Laidlaw. Come on, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look... I think it's fair to say Wales and Scotland games that there were some great games, there were some less so. Let's go from reverse order. What what have we all gone with fifth in our top five? Which game have we decided on? Craig, do you want to go first? Okay, I'm I'm slightly I, I just put five together. I haven't oh. actually put them in order, so my apologies. No, um, no, no, it's absolutely but, uh, fine. But I, I guess if it's going to be then something that, that, that 
I remember. Um, and uh, and because it was so turgid, um, I'd go the 2007 Scotland 21 Wales 9 um, because the, the yeah, best, Scotland won. Oh, that sounds good. I like that. First of all, Scotland won. Um, <laughs> but second of all, um, there was no try scored. It was all kicks. <laughs> Chris Patterson put seven seven out of seven across, and for, and uh, and and I think, uh, well, I thought it was Stephen Jones actually that put three three across. Might have been uh, Stephen Jones. It would have been either Stephen Jones or Hook. I would assume it'd be Jones back then. Yeah, and it was the only one of the turgid ones that I could think of that actually Scotland had won. So I thought, well, <laughs> I may as well, you know, I've got to put that in my list. It won't surprise you that I've left that one out of my list. <laughs> <laughs> There is there is a Scotland victory in my list of top five. I will say that now. Um, really? Yeah. Well, I found I found four Scotland victories. Come on now, that's the only Just four right. Scotland victories. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only four Scotland victories in the in, in, in season, but... No, I I left it out. Um, I've gone with at five. I've gone. This is slightly biased. I will hundred percent admit, but the two thousand and five game because that was the best I've seen. Wales play up until that point ever Wales were phenomenal that day um and Dwayne Peel especially was incredible at nine you know he added tempo to the game he ran the game taking quick taps here there and everywhere um and we scored some beautiful tries Ryan Jones was running through everything Morgan was playing brilliantly I think that was the first time I ever saw Wales play the way that was supposedly played in the 70s you know I, I wasn't alive for the 70s so I didn't get the privilege but that was the first time I'd seen that free-flowing rugby from Wales and um, that's why it's fifth. It is only fifth because, you know, I did say great games, not just one-sided affairs, you know, <laughs> the, the score did finish 22-46, so it was a bit one-sided, but that's why I've gone with it at five. Luce, did you have that in your top five? Yeah, I did. Only because, as well, after the well, the documentary slammed um, that was on BBC over the last few weeks, um, it just shows how difficult... Welsh rugby became the years before that as well. Mm. So I think that year was just a just a massive year for Welsh rugby, where we actually won the Grand Slam, and obviously that game contributed. Yeah, I think I think that was the best performance from Wales throughout that Grand Slam as well. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, you we beat a strong England side, a strong Ireland side, but they, and France obviously, but they weren't as free flowing as that one where we really did perform well. Murray, which one have you opted for? As as your fifth, I've gone for Craig. I've gone with Craig. I didn't obviously growing up watching Patterson, want to be like Chris Patterson, just perfect kicking, winning a game. Yeah, it just sticks in the mind. So no, there was one. I was I wouldn't say it was a great game, but there is one I remember, and I think it sticks with me just because of the hype around it. And I think it was it must have been twenty eighteen. The last time Scotland were in Wales, when there was crowds. Well, yeah, 2020 beat us as well, but obviously there's no crowds there. I still didn't count, wasn't it the principality? Yeah. The last time uh, we came down to Wales, I know it because I was there, and there was so much hype because Scotland had such a great autumn prior, mm. and it was like, it was a whole kind of BR year. I've never jumped on the whole kind of BR year wagon until this year. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, like we, could, I thought I always said, there's no reason why we can't be X, Y, and Z on our day. 
Yeah. But I never, write off, I never write off Wales because it's Wales. You've got like what five grandsons in the last twelve years or something. Something rubbish like that that we've not even had one. But anyway, um, it just always stuck to me like, oh, Scotland are the favourites. And I'm like, how are we, since when? And we got there and you just blitzed us. Mm. And it angers me more now because it came out after the game. I think it was Gordon Reid of all people that came out and said it. We thought we had the game won before the ball was kicked. I'm like, mm. why? When have we ever had that mentality? So that one, I, was, I wouldn't say it's a great game, but it, that one does stand out to me. Just because, oh, Scotland could actually do something this year. And then, no, because we already we had it in our head that we could. Or had. Yeah. Had it won. It's, but it, no, it's, o- it. it's only one of a couple of games that have been won quite handsomely really um you know you mentioned that when obviously there's the one in 2014 where Stuart Hogg gets the red card and that was pre-modern day where teams seem to understand how to play with 14 men and as a Wales fan apparently they play better I'm still not convinced that's true I think it's just Wales play poor <laughs> worse when the teams are down to 14 men for my number five I'm sticking with Craig on there stick with Craig at number five um number four um I've gone with a game that well, I would assume Lucy and Murray don't remember. I vaguely remember it, but I mean extremely vague. And that's 2001, 28-all draw um, in Scotland. Three uh, Neil Jenkins drop goals, an interception by Mark Taylor. Scotland are 6-25 down after 42 minutes. And then comes the comeback with Chris Patterson, I think McLaren. And then the dummy and finish by Tom Smith. Uh, Craig, you're nodding your head. Do you remember that game? I remember that game very, very um, hazily. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's mainly because of Tom Smith, um, because uh, obviously me being a me being a front row forward, um, you always follow the guys. But um, yeah, I, I remember that one. I, I, it was, uh, and and what it's the usual thing. I guess it's the same thing with the Scotland v England um, 2018. Was it when we drew? You Scotland plays so well, and to get a draw out of it, and it's like, come on, is, is you know, that so. it's that New Zealand phrase of kissing your sister, isn't it? That that yeah, phrase that they use. Isn't so. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, ne- I'm never sure how that is how that is the equivalent of a draw, because kissing your sister is never a good thing, surely. Like, <laughs> and first of all, how did he find out? Yeah, yeah. the same way, you know. That's, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's baffling that, um, but. Yeah, great game. Is that in your top five, Craig? Um, it it was it was around there. Um, I actually my in a, you know looking at them, I think two thousand three, um, Scotland. Funnily enough, Scotland won again. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, 30, 30, 22, uh to Scotland, uh, and that was a that was a a front. Um, I think it's I think it's Simon Taylor and Bruce Douglas I think scored and then so did Chris Patterson, but the the standout for that was the ref was injured and it had to go off at half time, <laughs> yeah. um, and was replaced. Um, so uh, I, I, that that one's just stuck in my memory because it comes after probably my um, uh, one of my closer to the top um, Scotland Wales games because um, it was a year after it. But um, yeah, uh, that that one stuck in my memory. 
Fair enough. Murray, which which one have you got? At, uh, I haven't got that one, the 30-22. I do have a Scotland win, I promise, but it comes at third. <laughs> it comes at third. It comes at third. Uh, Murray, which one have you got at fourth? I'm with you on that one, Colin. I like the 28-hole draw. Just because yeah. it's, it's very similar to the 38-hole draw we had with England in 2019. It was just like... Wales were so far ahead, Scotland were basically running off, pull it back and then get like it has every emotion in it and yeah. Yeah. All the emotions possible. One of the greatest comebacks in Six Nations. I think there may be another one appearing in certainly Lucy and I's top five. Craig then, which which game have you gone with at three? You mentioned perhaps that it was this the one in two thousand and two? Yes. Yeah. Um, that was the last time we won, you know, until that, that you know huge massive gap between when we last won in Wales, um, and then when we uh, came back and um, and played an empty pack of scarlets. Um, so uh, that was 2002, 27, 22 to uh, to Scotland, um, and uh, Gordon Bullock, funnily enough, scored two of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and it was uh, and it was I think it was one of the last of Keach Keach's, um Tenure as Scotland coach, so uh, yeah, um, that one stuck in my mind. It's not the not the Scotland victory I've gone for. I've gone for the one in twenty seventeen. Um, partly that's, because that's my number one, mate. It's your me. number one. Uh, well, <laughs> I I can see some questionable decision making in that top five. I said great games, not great Scottish performances. Um, the reason I have it at, at, at three is Scotland was superb that day. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I think. Wales went up there with a fair share of arrogance. I think it's fair to say, you know, hadn't lost to Scotland in X amount of years, thinking, you know, we've got these, hadn't lost since 2007, I don't think. And um, oh, Scotland tore us, tore us apart. I mentioned the kicking before Tommy Seymour in the year was absolutely incredible. Um, but then Wales could have won the game, which is one of the most bad. The scoreline 29 13, you know, it shows we were hammered, but. We had chances. There was a Reese Webb try that was nearly scored in the corner that he was just dragged into touch. There was a bit of skullduggery where Reese Webb pulls back a, an attacking player when Wales were on attack that was pulled back for a penalty. So there were chances for Wales to play and Webb had a brilliant game. It was a battle of a nines with Laidlaw. But um, that's the one I've gone with at three because I do remember watching that thinking oh my god I can't believe we've lost to Scotland and then in hindsight recognising that Scotland were just the better team we definitely uh, I I have I had that down just because for example well, in my in, in my notes here I've got Scotland took Wales apart in the second half mm-hmm. um, and it was Seymour funnily enough my, my, my favourite Dutchman uh, <laughs> yes. Um, he uh, he um, he scored as well, and also um, I think Finn Russell. If I remember correctly, Finn Russell was kicking really well. He kicked all the penalties if I remember, or, or all the conversions if I remember correctly. Because okay. I don't know did Laidlaw go Laidlaw, off. Yeah. I think Laidlaw went off relatively early, mm. uh, but I do remember him playing really well while he was on the pitch, which was really frustrating. But the thing is, uh, that, I remember that joke. Because I think it was definitely against Wales. Finn played with a head like head tape on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it was like a magic thing. Like Finn, he's had that really bad injury. If I remember, um, um, 
play for Glasgow where he just about I think he cracked his skull or he was it was right yeah. it was something really really bad and he he, he had a he he tried a um a scrum cap and it didn't work for him so he then had just a big bandage on his head um but um oh, was it who was it somebody kicked him in the face or something was it not yeah I think it was just a kick to the head and yeah. But um, no, I I I, I love that 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 year though. If I remember correctly, we had Ireland and Wales at home, yeah. And we all kind of went, oh no, it's going to we're, we're going to lose both of these, and we won them both. And then all of a sudden, it was like we're on for this is us. We're we're going as you know the hope that kills you, and we're <laughs> on for this. And then it just went to shit. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> is is that one that appears in your top five, Murray, as well? celebration in fairness that is actually his celebration but i i do think that celebration is born of frustrating for uh, foreign fans rather than anything else um, second for me I look I think they are two great games they are Wales wins which shows my bias you know I'm obviously going to pick Wales wins like you've obviously picked Scotland wins um I don't know what you're going to say though second I've gone last year I think it was a cracking game okay absolute cracking game I think it had everything (laughs) has the Uh, red card that's my that's my number two is that would be my number three now that that would be my Three with twenty seventeen and my two. So. Yeah. yeah, and you got Lewis Rusamis try there as well. Yeah, and the hog, the hog try is brilliant. The one where he just leaves Owen Watkin for dead. I'm still not sure how Owen Watkin hasn't just understood the fact that Scotland are a man light in the back line and just drifted across, but he doesn't. Um, but yeah, that it was such a good game that last year. You know, so many tense games that Six Nations, and that was a brilliant one. Um, have Have you gone? But I think. I think by the fact that both of you have gone with a Scotland win at one, that you've gone with 2010 at two, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. I had to, to give you one Wales win. <laughs> had to give us one. Um, yeah. Out of what was it, 17 to choose from? You picked one in the top five. <laughs> I was just really impressed that we had four wins in 2000. I was really like, it was like top five. I can't find five Scotland wins. <laughs> Because you listened to the Dan Parks interview, yeah, he, t- he talks like 
proper index about the 2010 game, and it, he calls it like the game from hell because so many things went wrong for the Scottish side that, that day. Well, Scotland absolutely tore into Wales first half. Scotland was so good in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, John Barkley runs through one of the worst double tackles I've ever seen in rugby between <laughs> Gareth Cooper and James Hook. Um, just literally drives through them as if they're not there. There's a lovely little grubber kick off Dan Parks' left boot to uh, Max Evans to score in the corner. Max Evans having to come on, I think, did he come on for his brother after his brother had the the horrible... Yeah, uh, yeah. Neck injury. That was the game where Max, um, yeah, Tom, broke his, neck, yeah, Tom yeah. broke his neck, and that was the end of his they career. Didn't know yeah, the Scotland team did not know that Tom broke his neck. They just thought he was hurt, and it wasn't until they got back and they went, "Yeah, Tom's never going to get up again." Like, it's really interesting to speak to to listen to James Robson talk about that. Yeah. Um, the doctor, a Scotland doctor, he was yeah. really interesting to talk about because, um, you know, the the emotion that's involved in all of that is uh, he, he's he's quite emotional about that, and it's uh, it's really interesting to hear him talk about. Yeah, it it's it's a fast fascinating is the wrong word, but like it is a really interesting case because of how serious the incident was, and obviously James Robson, you know. He's widely regarded as one of the best doctors in the world, or rugby doctors, specialists in the world, and how quickly he responded to that. Um, obviously, you know, Tom's gone on to, to date a pussycat doll, so whether whether it's <laughs> worked, you know, his, his future career has worked out, um, but it was very sad to see him obviously go off in that game. Uh, you had a f- <coughs> loads of other injuries as well. I think Rory Lamont went off injured. Um, yeah. Dan Parks had to no. go off injured himself in the last minute, I think, or two minutes. Um, yeah, yeah had severe cramp and then like just couldn't walk, so he had to come off. And the Royal Lamont one said, like, I think he said, like, angered on me, did a crossfield kick, and he knew Royal Lamont had this all day of the week. Yeah, well, see, this. And there was an ankle injury and he just wasn't near it, and then Dan Parks was like, what is going on? See, see, I've I've watched that several times because that is the turning point of the game because yeah. Scotland are still winning, uh, they're comfortable, and then there's a crossfield kick and look, Rory Lamont versus Shane Williams on a crossfield kick. Who are you betting ninety nine times out of a hundred, Rory Lamont? But yeah. Shane Williams comes back with the ball, um, gets the mark, then passes it to Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones boots it, and Dan Park slots a forty five yard drop goal just to sort of. Um, minimise the, the impact of Shane's brilliant catch but it was a phenomenal turnaround of events there were a few dodgy decisions do we do we want to discuss the Lieburn dive or do we feel there's no need to discuss it and just state that it is a dive it's a dive this is not the great night says uh, I'll, I'll give you a bit of insight. Uh, last year, while we were in lockdown, they replayed some of the games and they had Shane Williams, Jamie Roberts and Adam Jones sort of recounting their tales of that game. And when Lee Byrne found out that it was happening, the first thing he did was tweet that morning. It wasn't a dive, honest, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Which sort of tells it all, really. It's uh, sort of theatrical is probably putting a mild word on it, really. But... Wales' performance in that second half was superb, the comeback, but I think it's fair to say Scotland were the better team all game and Dan Parks especially was outstanding. Thanks, that, that annoys me. And it's not even the moment itself. 
So Shane Williams, like, try winner. Mm. Right between the sticks. You think the defence would be a bit closer? All I'm saying, like... You only had 13 men left. You asked for, <laughs> yeah, you did it. You asked for it in my uh, like Christmas advent calendar of memories. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at the clip. And he just, he goes, it's not like he went through unnoticed. He just goes through and like, there's no defence. There's not even anyone in the middle of the posts to stop something like that happening. Shane Moore just goes, thanks, try. I'm like... I think Scotland were a bit stressed and pulled apart by that point. You know, they'd, oh, they'd had one of the most questionable bounces of a ball I've ever seen where Stephen Jones does a cross-field kick for half-penny and the ball bounces on a sixpence as if it's always meant to be on the field of play. You know, it bounces straight back into yeah. Lee Burns' hand. So I, I, it, everything worked for Wales in that last 10 minutes. I've never seen anything like that before. don't think I ever will see anything like that again. Um, the probably closest would be England Scotland, uh, the thirty-eight all that you mentioned, Murray, as yeah. as far as comebacks. Luce, I assume that was your number one as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, quite an easy call. Um, what sort of game do you think will happen this year? Do you think it'll be a high-scoring affair? Do you think it'll be a turgid affair? What What sort of game are you looking or expecting? I should say. I'm not being. That, I don't want this to happen. I'm just saying it as a joke. I just want you to thump you. I think it'd be great. <laughs> just let us go down, have a bit of hush-hush about it, and then just absolutely blush you off the bike to confuse everyone. It won't happen. Scotland Lewis has never, like, for the most part, it's never been a proper thrashing. It's either been kicks galore or tries galore with the odd thumping throughout. But mm. that's all. I, I don't know. It's always one game I look forward to. It's Scotland-Wales. Craig? Like whether, yeah, whether it's in Cardiff or in Edinburgh, I love it because I just think the atmosphere on on game day is so good. Like, it, nobody, nobody gives each other... Like, you have like banner, but nobody... It's it's one of the more light-hearted of the games. That's definitely the case. Yeah, it's like a light-hearted game. Like, yes, you still want to win, but... yeah. Like that's all shits and giggles at the end of the day, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's not Scotland, England, or Wales, England, or Wales, Scotland, Ireland, which has turned into a massive grudge well, match yeah, in the last yeah. ten years. Uh, Craig, how do you see it going? Um, I know well, we're we're quite a while while out from the game to record this. Obviously, we don't know teams or anything, but yeah, I, it's it's again. I'm I'm kind of a bit with Murray on it. I would really really like to see us put a convincing win. <laughs> At the Millennium and uh, or the Principality now, um, being someone who's never been the Principality um, for a Scotland game, um, I am so uh, I would love to be there um, because it's or at least experience it at some point because it's meant to be absolutely a fabulous. Uh, apart from being someone being sick down my back or whatever, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just. <laughs> just, let's I'm let's like, avoid alcohol in Wales rugby. It's, it's the most um, it's the most topical thing there could be, apart yeah. from discussing whether Wales clubs should join the championship at the moment. That's the yeah, next that's big topic. Yeah. No, I, I I would I I would like us to have a convincing win against Wales because we haven't had one for some time. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of things, 
Um, it, it always used to be that we would we would get ground down because the def- Wales's defence and Gatland ball always just kind of ruined us. Um, mm. Or, or it's, sorry, he's not there now. We don't have to worry. Yeah, but the thing is, what I'm worried about is ah. the fact that because because Pivac's games kind of a, a similar sort of game to Tunis. Is it going to be just one of those that just explodes into a, a six-all kicking game? Um, you know, because it just we, we, we just it just it just becomes this sort of you know because we've seen it happen before. Yeah. You know, um, but no, I, I I would like to think we're going to go down and win it. I think I think this is the first time in a long time I've genuinely thought the Scotland squad looks stronger than the Wales squad. Mm. Probably the first time in my lifetime. Actually, I'd go that far. Or in the Six Nations. Like Six Nations squad looks stronger than the Welsh one. Yeah. I've never said that. Genuinely, I've never said that. I've never looked at both sides and went, yeah, we've got a stronger side. I think Scot. I think Scotland have a stronger squad than Wales. Going and it's not. I don't. I don't actually think it's just because of the six hundred and eighty odd caps Wales are missing. I think even with those players in, it's tight. Slash Scotland have probably got a stronger squad. Um, and you think about Ospreys and Cardiff going up to Scotland, and how Edinburgh and Glasgow just thrash both both teams. I mean, you've got it's a bit worrying, actually. You've got two Edinburgh fans sitting here, like happy as yeah, I know, no. I'm an Ospreys fan. Yeah, well, yeah, less said it's, about Ospreys away from It is, it is worrying, but Wales is a different affair. So I, don't make, I think I said this to you before. I don't take how the Welsh clubs do because you famously don't do well yeah. and then Wales come in and win the Six Nations it's, like, I, I, it's so bizarre yeah, yeah. So the, the Welsh team is a sum of its parts is phenomenal um, and that's that's where I guess if we had four professional teams then we'd be a lot stronger um, and I guess that's why, and no matter what anyone says, our our um, Exiles program is one of the best in the world because we have to have that. We have to we have to be bringing people in um, from other, you know, <laughs> from, <laughs> from the colonies. Uh, you know, but but you know, you know, it's just one of those things that we have to do. And um, I think uh, finding people like Duhan, finding people like the greatest showman who I've not mentioned. Um, tonight until now, which I had to I had to mention. Um, <laughs> uh, Pierre Schumann is just uh, he's the man. He was uh, so you know, and his hair smells so nice. It's just, <laughs> um, so, uh, we just it's one of those things where we've got the, uh, what I my worry is the whole six two split thing that's going on. We're talking about it just now. Um, I, I worry about that because I think if we're going down the wheels, I think it should be a five-three split. But that's a different. That's that's because we need to be able to run them off the park. If you know what I mean. But I'm we, not. I'm not too fussed for a six-two split this year. <laughs> if you do five-three, it's fine. If you do six-two, it's fine. Just because if you look at the squad, this is not just in Scottish. For as long as I can remember, a Scotland team. This is probably the most versatile squad all round in any of the Six Nations squads for a long time. There's so many players that can dab. Like, Magnus Bradford can play second row. I don't want him there, but he can. And, like, Cameron Redpath has played 10 for Bath, like we mentioned. Could probably play at fullback if need be. Hogg could play at 10. I, I mean, Duhan van der Merva, he's big enough to... You could slot him in at centre, realistically. Like, there's so, though. 
you get enough Santas? Yeah. Well, okay. You don't need but another one. <laughs> there's so much versatility in that squad throughout. Like even in the forwards, like Sam Skinner can play second row anywhere in the back row. Josh Bayless covers the whole back row. Matt Fagerson's been playing at six recently for Glasgow. Um, yeah, the list it just goes on and on, and there's so many players there that can play in multiple positions. And I think that's just going to be our benefit. Yeah, I, I think, Craig, your your podcast in the, the year of the versatility was the sort of tagline for that, wasn't it, really? That that yeah. is the, the squad that you've currently picked, whereas <laughs> Wales' squad, it looks more like the, the squad of the, the year of the necessity. Who's available? Who's fit? Who's who's possible? Yeah. I think I think that's going to be the question. Um, look, I did mention about a Sc- uh, Wales-Scotland combined side before, and, you know... Well, I've realised I've taken we've taken a lot of time. So, um, but I was looking at it, and there are six players for Wales that are out injured at the moment that I think have could arguably or definitely be in a Scotland combined side, uh, Wales Scotland combined side. George North, Falatau, Tipperick, Navidi, Alan Jones, Ken Owens. You could argue about any of those uh, being in the side. Um, but I realised, I think, for the first time ever, that I'd have to have more Scotland than Wales if I was picking. <laughs> and it killed me in every single <laughs> bone of my body. Um, and it's made me very the, worried. What was, the, what was the original pitch you wanted to send to me? And I just like, that's not fair. Oh, the original combined all-time Six Nations. Yeah, well... <laughs> Scotland, all-time Six Nations combined 15. No. <laughs> was, it, was it like the Lions for the last, like, you know... Three, three tours. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, I picked the lion side. That was essentially what I did. 20, 2013 lion side, copy and paste. <laughs> Look, I think you've got to have Hog on current form. You've got to have Chris Harris, um, Finn, Ali Price. You could argue Finn or bigger. You know, completely different styles of rugby. But I'm sure the Scots fans will go with Finn Russell easily, and I'm sure the Wales fans will say Dan Bigger. Some of them, apart from the I ones. Always- I always say if you start Ali, you need to have Finn because they work so well together. Yeah. I don't I don't understand and I don't care what country does it. I don't like like a high tempo ten with a slow nine or vice versa. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Can I can I comment on that one and Finn Russell and Greg Leadlaw? Can I just say that? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> it it just cause as soon as one passes to the other yeah. The tempo of the game has to change, and it, it, it never works. I don't understand it. No, I think I think the I think the, the match officials would probably prefer Finn Russell to uh, Dan Bigger though, because they, they wouldn't be moaned at so much. Yeah, well, <laughs> Luce <laughs> and I haven't done our analysis of the the Wales uh, squad selection yet, and I'm still not convinced about Dan Bigger ex captain. I've heard a lot of talk about, oh yeah, but his emotion will be really good, and I've got. I don't know a single referee that likes him, but I think the only one that does is Pascal Gauzet, and that's what just because he lets him take quick taps and crossville kicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. And then, obviously, in the pack, then you've got to take Hamish. You've got to probably got to take Jamie Ritchie. Um, you're taking Gray. And personally, I'd take Turner and Schoeman. I take Skewman over Win Jones currently, the way Win Jones is playing or uh, lack I feel like of playing. But I think Lucy might slap you for that. But <laughs> no, he's, no. he's not playing well. He's, no offense to him. He isn't but. playing great. No, 
but he's the best Wales have got. Yeah. So who's, in, your, t- who's your tight head? I, I'd go uh, Thomas Francis. I'm not yeah. a fan of Sander. I'm not a fan. I, I'm well. I, it's, it's well known. I'm uh, Sander's starting slowly to convince me, but I was never convinced with him. But um, uh, I uh, I do like um, Thomas Francis. He's, he's you know, and actually I, I like Win Jones as well. But I, my speciality is tight head, so um, you know. But uh, I uh, Schumann for me just gives you the the, the mix of. Um, uh, of of um, incredibly good at set piece, but also devastating and uh, good ball carrier and open play. You know, good ball carrier, isn't he? To be fair, you yeah. know, Win Jones is good over the ball, as in he's quite a good yeah. jackler for a loose head. But yeah. Schumann is something special. Um, you know, it it does worry me because the only the Welsh I've got so far is, and I did this mildly tongue in cheek of having Louis Vuissamet and Josh Adams ahead of Duan van der Merwe. I know I'm not going to get away with that, but I I wrote it down. Um, yeah, I even put Duan over Josh Adams. <laughs> Josh Adams' form this year it hasn't been to his standards. Well, Louis Vuissamet had more holidays than games, I think. Yeah, he, to be fair, <laughs> he hasn't scored as many tries this year as he has in the past. So. No. There are there are a similar Josh Adams and Duhan are fairly similar though because Josh Adams is a fairly big guy. Yeah, when you see him, you don't you don't he doesn't look at look at it when you see him on the TV, but actually when you see him live, he's a big lad, um, and he is quite a forceful winger. So, um, but I I, I I agree. I would take I would take uh, Rissam on one wing and have Duhan on the other. Um, power and pace. That's why I kept calling over the Lions too. That's why I wanted for the Lions was power and pace. Was I I would have had Josh Adams in the starting side. I think I I know why he wasn't picked and this was to do with him having a baby and all this sort of thing and him being distracted, but personally why would you be there yeah yeah thank you so much for both coming on uh the podcast thanks for that as well to lucy i don't always thank you so i've been pointed out i should say thank you um but thanks all, all so much for coming on the podcast it's been an absolute blast um just a quick plug for the scottish rugby podcast uh craig are you on next week on that podcast yeah i'm uh, uh i'm recording on wednesday night and it goes out we we we're not we we show our faces. We have a we have a live feed as well, um, as well as the, uh, the 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 pod as well. So um, you can come on and, and see us in our. Well, in fact, my my uh, it won't be this to, uh, on Wednesday. I'll be in a hotel room on Wednesday. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great pod, and the guys are, are good fun. And 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 funnily enough, it's a bit like tonight. There's two how of five. Um, uh, how five uh, <laughs> members uh, and, and players on the pod, uh, uh, but we do like a good argument about Glasgow and uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the case. And Murray, uh, quick plug for Rugby Connection. I think the next episode is on. You're recording on Thursday, is that correct? Um, we've we are planning the Six Nations special this week. At some point, we just need everyone to agree on a day. Um, all. Five of us will be on it for the first time ever. So me representing Scotland, Sean is representing Ireland, Simeon somehow represents Wales, <laughs> Harvey will be representing England, and just because we don't have him from any other country, Kyle is offered to do France and Italy. So good luck hey. for that. Um, what, what's that going to be? Half an hour on, on France and five minutes on Italy, is it? Yeah, Italy got some players as well. But anyway, France. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I think um, I think you've got quite a special uh, guest coming on soon. Uh, yes, we have. I don't know when I'll go out because we've still got a couple of backlogs of interviews to bring out. Just because we've been trying to like refresh the pod and see what's best to go forward and all that. But um, on Thursday morning, uh, I am interviewing Andy Christie, who has just been called into the Scotland Six Nations squad. So that'll be very exciting. He seemed very keen, almost too keen. But um, <laughs> not complaining about that. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, we will have the Jamie Hodgson interview, funnily enough, out at some point this week. We, we sat down with Jamie just before Christmas. So when you listen to it now, it's it actually quite kind of nice, like what he what he wants out of the season and all that. And yeah, did you have sleigh bells uh, bouncing in the background just just for the Christmas theme? Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, but I do wish him a happy Christmas at the end. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bit I of might confusion. Just have a little video out at the front at the start saying like, look, we do we do record in yeah. bulk. I don't think a lot of people get that. I'm I'm very flexible with time, but professional players are not. Yeah. It's very hard to get a hold of professional players at certain times. And no, and c- certainly from our experience, trying to organise that uh, cross-pod episode, it's, it's hard enough to organise podcasters, to be fair, when we did that quiz <laughs> just after Christmas. Um, there you go, there you can pod that. That came out we last go. week. That came out last week. Uh, I'm not going to give the result place. away other than I'm really sorry to Kyle and Vicarage Road. Um, (laughs) uh, Cheers very much both for coming on. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Just final words, I assume both of you think Scotland win? For Wales, yeah. Absolutely. And where do you... Go for the slam. Slam? Yes! Do you think Grand Slam? (laughs) I haven't had more often. (laughs) Genuinely, do you think Scotland can win the Grand Slam? I I genuinely think Scotland could win the the championship um, and if, if if they can put that together there's a good chance of a slam Murray yes. <laughs> um, no I, I've, <laughs> I've never been one for this is our year but now is as good a time as any I think everything's starting to shape up nicely I think Gregor has his idea and like versatility is very key this year and I think that is the game plan going forward Um we have, funnily enough, been like the deciding factor in the last like two Six Nations when it doesn't affect us. Funnily enough, and I think this year I'd like it to be in our own hands, our fate in our own hands. And I think, I think France need to win a Six Nations with who they've got. No, they don't. They have to come I, and play at Murrayfield, and that's the interesting thing. And that's yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so. I, I do think though France need to win the Six Nations. I don't think they will. I do think Scotland will win it. Ooh, interesting. Um, Luce and I will do predictions at another stage, but <laughs> I, I can tell you now, I'm not banking on a Scotland win. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one ever does. It's the, it's the, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd let you down easy. Uh, cheers very much, guys, and uh, yeah, all the best for for Wales Scotland coming up. Well, we recorded this a long time beforehand, but on the weekend, I think this will be coming out just before Wales Scotland. So uh, I'll, I'll see you before. I'll see you before it. So I will see you before it. All <laughs> the best. Thank you for having me. It's been good. Nah, it's been absolute privilege. Cheers, mate. So long. <laughs>